We are Mike and Amanda, voice actors, co-founders of The VoiceOver School, and parents to our boys, Beck and Trace. Hello. Hi. Our road to success has been unconventional, uncharted, and unique. Built on a drive for achievement, resilience, courage, personal growth, and above all else, a commitment to lifelong learning. Grow with us as we talk with inspiring, creative, purpose-driven leaders from all walks of life. This is the Mike and Amanda Method. Intentional, yet, yet unconventional. If you've ever streamed films or watched TV or watched a Hallmark movie, you've most certainly seen today's guest. She's an actor, dancer, hockey player, stunt woman, acting coach, Zumba instructor, film studio owner, and creator of a new film company. Oh, and did we mention she's also a new mom? She's witty, hilarious, and wise beyond her years. Her talent is through the roof, sometimes literally depending on the stunt she's doing. We could not be more excited than we are right now as we welcome Lisa DeRue to the Mike and Amanda Method. Welcome to the show, Lisa DeRue. Hi. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for having me. It's nice to have you by. Yeah, we well, always go to you. Yes, true. Yes, so, so it's nice that you finally come to us. We get to hang out and talk a little bit. Without children. Yeah, yes, it's so quiet. Where is yeah. your Everly right now? Uh, good question. I don't know. Oh, she, she's <laughs> with a babysitter. She got an awesome oh, babysitter. Oh, so you started the daycare already? No, not. I have a, oh. a babysitter that comes in... Um, she used to be on Sundays. Now she comes in during the week in the mornings. Oh, for me. fabulous! I start daycare, or she starts daycare next month. Awesome! You don't start daycare. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be she amazing? Starts. They need adult daycare. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so cool. So I met, I found out about you, Lisa, when I was at an audition with Beck yeah. and one of the other moms. I believe it was Sandra Petru. I don't know if I'm saying yeah. her last name correct. Sandra. Yeah. Wonderfully um, grateful that she mentioned you because we were going downtown for acting classes for Beck mm -hmm. and you know the drive is big it's long and it's it takes up a lot of your day and she told me that you had a studio in Coquitlam and yeah. right I next was door. like okay so who's this girl that has an acting studio <laughs> in Coquitlam like why and would we she... didn't know about her yeah, yeah. yeah. so this girl I'm googling I'm finding out I'm like wow she is amazing like you're you're so talented and you've done so much in the acting world and you just got so many cool, cool points about you. And and so we started going to your Tri-Cities film studio. Well, and the funny part was when I went to drop off Beck at class, I noticed your husband and mm -hmm. I was like, I recognize him. Yeah. Not her. Yeah. She's cool. I recognize him. <laughs> well, not that you weren't cool, but that I didn't recognize cool? you. He was, he was cool. He was cool. And it took me, you know, Amanda's really good with remembering names and faces. I sometimes take a little longer and I realized that I'd played hockey with your husband for like two seasons yeah i'd been on the same team <laughs> as him and i'm like oh my gosh mm -hmm. so i put the two together and it was really cool that's such a dude thing yeah, yeah. it's like i totally know you <laughs> you're like yeah you're my line mate buddy <laughs> yeah. we've known each other for three years yeah, yeah. that's, that's awesome. awesome small yeah. world so okay so you're an actress mm -hmm. you have a, a production company and a mm -hmm. film studio can you tell us your history and and even getting into it yeah. like what tell made you, you have you always like since a kid wanted to be, be an actress nope no? Absolutely not. I was going to be an athletic therapist until I was probably 19 years old. Wow. Uh, I grew up playing sports, played hockey, and got into it uh, pretty heavily into the high school years. And I got a scholarship to go play hockey in the States. Wow. And, wow. But my grade 12 year, I dislocated my shoulder in August, March, or August, December, and then March. Three times. So, yeah. So wow. grade 12 
knowing that if you've ever done that kind of in, or had that kind of injury, a dislocation, the, the more it happens, the the worse it gets in terms of how often or frequency it could happen at. So and how my, easier yeah, it can happen, right? Yeah, yeah, so much easier. So mm. um, my mom just said to me, why don't you take a year off and get it fixed before you go away? Because I, I would have ended up just sitting on the bench the whole time. I probably would have been injured every other month. And that's mm. just... Not, Where were you going to go? Uh, down to Bemidji in Minnesota. Oh, cool. <laughs> Until I learned that they were called the Bemidji Beavers. And I was like, and I'm good. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I took the the year I went to university. I took three easy classes, which I thought would be easy just to kind of keep my brain active. While and I was, this was in Winnipeg? Correct, yeah. Ah. Uh, university of Winnipeg. So I took a sociology and English and a theater class because I thought, oh, that'd be kind of cool to the theater class and I just fell in love with it we went wow. we had to do a the equivalent of a I guess a book report review show review I guess yeah of Chorus Line and I went mm-hmm. one night and I'm watching this woman who if you've ever seen Chorus Line it's the character Val she sings this song Dance 10 Looks 3 or Tits and Ass uh, all about how it, you know, if she looked better, she'd get a higher score. Cause she could do, technically, she could do everything, but aesthetically, she wasn't what they were looking for. Mm. And she was fan kicking and singing and doing all this. And I was like, oh my God, that looks so cool. Mm. And I think growing up with a mom who was a school teacher, she's very artsy. Uh, my household was creative, but we didn't really think about it that way. Hmm. And so we'd always done things like painting or, um, you know, played music, but not to a level where you're like, I'm going to pursue this. Mm. It was just kind of a, a fun activity. So it was something that I think when I got into the theater class and was around other like-minded creative people, it kind of sparked something that I always knew was underneath, but never really thought you could pursue. It was just like a hobby. So so I take this take this theater class, go to this show, do this review and I came home and I just remember thinking, I want to do that. Like that looks challenging. The fact that she had to sing and she was very athletic and all this. Mm-hmm. So within probably about two weeks, just by talking to other people in the theater class, I started taking nine hours of dance a week. Wow. Like straight from scratch with, wow. with a, a studio, Ken Peters Dance Studio. And they were really good about helping people that were just starting out. So even though my teacher was younger than I was and some of the kids were backstage they're like six um they're like you are a teacher no and then in the hospital he walks this like attractive young guy scott peter and i'm like damn it um yeah they were great about helping me out and then so i was taking about nine hours of dance a week and then i took everything from tap jazz hip-hop all that stuff and then i started taking a singing lesson every week and then i enrolled full-time in the acting program my dad had a little bit of a hard time with it at first Mm. being you know he was supportive but he wanted me to go be a hockey player, right? Right. And at this point, you were already kind of done playing, or this no? Was, I was supposed to be going the next year. It was yeah. It was totally like in a split decision. I was like, no, this is way more appealing to wow. me. And I think in that age group where you're still, you know, it's still living with mom and dad, and you can kind of do whatever you want at that point. It's not like mm-hmm. you're thinking ahead, like oh, I have to have you know pay my bills and whatever. Mm-hmm. I had this little bit of freedom to be able to take all these classes and all that, and, and yeah. so. Were you working a part-time job? Yeah, I was serving at Earl's. Like, nice. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, you still have that kind of naivete about the world. Right. And so I enrolled full-time. And then by way of being the right place at the right time, I drove a girlfriend to an audition for an MTV movie called Everybody's Doing It and uh, ended up getting a part in it because they heard my laugh. I have a pretty loud, contagious laugh. And they heard my laugh and they had me come back for a callback or an audition the next week. And wow. Then, Got, ended up getting a part, had like 16 days on set with Lizzie, Lizzie Kaplan, if you look her up. She's a really, really great actress. Uh, Brooke Dorsey, who's an amazing Hallmark actress now. Uh, like this, and Steve Braun, who's this amazing 
uh, casting director and just overall, I, I think he does a lot of like personal growth kind of workshops and stuff too. Hmm. It was this cast that at that age, I would have no idea what mm-hmm. I was walking into. Wow. I had to be told not to look in the lens, all of that. So that was my <laughs> all first. All the newbie. Yeah, totally. The newbie my, so what were you doing in that role? Uh, I played Carrie and she, it was all about people abstaining from having sex. And so it was all these kids signed a petition and my character got busted having sex with their boyfriend in the library. Oh, no. <laughs> Badass. <laughs> totally, right? And you and, didn't even know you were auditioning when you went there? Like well, was... I, no, I knew I was auditioning when I got, they told me to come back. Like oh, I drove yeah. my girlfriend and I'm waiting and, and they said, do you want to audition? Do you want to come? And cool. so I went back the next week and then she kind of walked me through it. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, it just, again, right place, right time. Yeah. So that was how the, the film and television stuff started. That was my first kind of experience. And then at the same time, again, not really thinking that you can do this as a career. It's just more for fun. I was working towards, I really wanted to do musical theater. That was the whole goal. Mm. So in the meantime, I'm taking all these dance classes and I'm auditioning for Rainbow Stage, which is the local community, not really community theater, but sort of that style. It's just mm-hmm. summer stock, so to speak. Right. Mm-hmm. And booked my first little musical, uh, West Side Story. I got to play anybody's the scrappy little tomboy. She was like Whoa. the one character that didn't need to be I was in a, West Side Story. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> like the one character that didn't have to be a prima ballerina. Mm. I was like, I can do this. And so anyway, so then that kind of started that musical theater world rolling. And then at the same time, I was still taking class at university and I took a stage combat class. And again, cool. right place, right time. The teacher... His name is Rick Skeen, and his sons, Daniel and Sean, have gone on to be very well-respected Canadian stuntmen. Um, they, he was a stunt guy in, for Manitoba, the film industry. Hmm. And he was like, can I take you out for lunch? Because I did well in his class, and he knew I was athletic and a little bit scrappy and tough for my age with, at the same time, learning to dance. So he got me into doing stunt work and then and then wow. just kind of all encompassed my life after that. And wow. then it what was, kind of stunts did you do? Um well I would do stuff when they didn't want to fly someone big in from here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was one cool uh, show we worked on where we blew up a trailer park. It was like a big disaster movie. So, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. Right. It, it was cool. And then my favorite one I got hung for someone in the gallows. And I was so Yeesh. nervous. And all I could think was like, don't lean forward. You're going to hit your nose. Like, oh. I was, But it ended up wow. working out. Yeah. Rick just said, he's like, don't tell them it was fun because they'll make you do it again. So oh, I was like, how was that? I was like, it was fun. Oh, don't awful. say that. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. You just, I it That's got so to, cool. Yeah. I was pretty spoiled because I, I didn't realize how much work and effort it takes. And now having my own studio and working or having people in the space that are stunt people that train insane amounts of hours. The fact that I was so young and basically just handed this opportunity and got to do, I think it was like 10 or 12 gigs, which is insane how long that can take you now if I were to start. See, but going back to that beginning, you you were like legitimately old school discovered kind of, hey? I guess in a way, yeah. And then, and it led you in, but you were also, you know, you say the right place at the right time, but you were also the right person. Yeah. You know, so. hundred percent. I think I was putting in the right work at the right time Mm -hmm. so that when those doors opened, I wasn't afraid to just kind of throw myself at it and try. Mm -hmm. I don't know. mm, Maybe I would be. I think that when, even with coaching other people, you can see that some temperaments wouldn't necessarily be willing to throw themselves into it because they're a little bit more fearful and I think that's the one ad, um, advantage I've always had is that I, I don't have a problem with, I'm going to throw myself into this, fall on my face, and know that it'll probably take five or six times mm. to succeed, if that makes yeah. sense. I have a really good question. Sure. Where did you get that from? Do, did you think you got it from your parents, or do you think it was acquired, uh, just a, something you were born with? Oh, God. That's Because that's an interesting uh, quality to have. Yeah. I think that's a, a – well, hmm. 
God, that's a really good question. Okay, so <laughs> I think part of it is your genetics. I think you're born with a certain something. You mm-hmm. know, you look at someone like Christina Aguilera, you're like, why do you sing like that? Mm-hmm. There's something about her that was born with that yeah. set of lungs. Yeah. Right. Um, but the other side of it, I think it can be learned. I think like anything, you know, it's if you're encouraged by your family or the people around you to try things and and be okay with falling on your face and picking mm-hmm. yourself up, mm-hmm. um, I think there's a certain amount that can be taught for sure. Like I look at my daughter and I definitely see that in her. There's there's a level of, I don't care what you say, I'm going to try it anyways. Mm. <laughs> She's so cute. She's cool, right? <laughs> She's yeah. one. She just turned one. She, yeah, yes. We went to, yeah, yeah, we went to her birthday party. It was so sweet. She's cruising around on, yeah. a, on her walker. A little walker. Ready to walk. <laughs> she loved all the, you know, all the... Yeah attention and of course so cute. of course she did <laughs> maybe this is jumping topics a bit sure. but how has that affected your your career and your goals and how like having a having a baby oh man uh well you guys know you know kids are all encompassing well yes i mean the one thing from it was kind of when we started to get to know you that i just was blown away by was you're like Everly was what, three months old, and you're going to LA, going on red carpets, and God, getting, oh like, God, tell us about that. <laughs> yeah. Like that was crazy. That we was we kinda, didn't yeah. do that. We had kids, and we like well, I stayed in my robe. And, no, but but you know. to be fair for you for you and and your journey, within three days, I think of both children, you were back in the booth voicing. Yeah, yeah Like it's I, not as physically demanding, but you were still. But I can imagine like the there. strength and the you know courage to to. You know? I think you could do it, no problem. I think anybody could do it. I think that was already set in play before she was born, so mm-hmm. I couldn't not go. Of course. Right. Uh, I so think. Tell us about the movie and everything. Oh God! Ellie she was trip. like what? Three months old. She was two months. Two, two months. months. Yeah, she was two months, and I had had a C-section, First baby. Oh, my so goodness. I I went okay. At least as long as it's after six weeks. I think again though that comes from that idea of okay, well I'm just gonna try this. Like I didn't know how it would go, but mm-hmm. so yeah, so I had to go down to LA for a premiere for uh, Breakthrough, which was a movie that I had done the year before. It's on and Netflix. I yeah. heard I heard that was the number one most downloaded trailer in history. Well, it yeah, I think with the music and the storyline and all mm-hmm. of that, it's it's a tearjerker. You can't. And you can not, see yeah. you in the trailer. For a split yeah. second, we found you. That's we right. found you. We're, we're like, like we're like pause. Show the voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh. Yeah, that was crazy. I think. Oh man. Okay. So oh, hold on. This twofold. Go back to the part about the question with the kid. Sorry. Yes. No. Don't be sorry. <laughs> at we're all. just so excited it's to awesome. talk to you. Do you, you. need a pen? Do you no, need I'm a pen? good. I'm good. <laughs> can write down my thoughts. Right. I'm just thinking <laughs> my brain. So the kid part of it. I I really went into having a kid with the idea of yes, it's all encompassing to have a kid. But if I don't continue what I'm doing, I'm not going to be a good mom. And mm. I would probably argue that you feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Like you're a better mom when you are feeling fulfilled yourself. Right. right. Not to say they're not fulfilling, but there's a part of you creatively being having your job, all that stuff that's yeah. part of you. So I went into it going, okay, this still has to be a part of me and we got to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Whether it's we budget for babysitters or whatever we're doing, that has yeah. to exist. And then so – when she came along, I mean, I was lucky that Michael was able to take time off to be with her a lot. So she yeah. got the full-on, like, daddy experience too. Mm-hmm. But um, definitely it's it's a struggle. You you learn to function on less sleep. But you also yeah. don't realize how much less sleep you can function on or how little sleep. Right. Like, yeah. what did I do with all my time before? Right, yeah. It's I could have had 20 hours a day of <laughs> to, productivity. Yeah. So, it really puts things in perspective. Yeah. I, I know what you mean, though, as far as, like, even even today, we we consider taking leaving the boys at home, not going to school or daycare, just because we miss having them around. You know, like where it's like 
well, no, they need to go to school. They so need we can to go keep to working school. Yeah. on our careers and where we're trying to go too. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's hard Yeah, because it's, I, I'm grateful and lucky that I've been able to be home too with the yeah, kids. Totally. Before my career, before voice acting was working on the oil rigs where I was Jeez. gone from two to 11 weeks at a time. Right. Yeah. And, and at that age, your ch- child's completely different mm-hmm. week to week. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm Imagine, grateful for like, that. We're, we're lucky. So even though, you know, we did have to get back on the saddle and, and keep working and yeah, you know, we obviously, you, when you have that creative drive, you want to get back out there and, mm-hmm. and think, keep going. And I think that's it. Like it, you want to keep doing stuff as opposed to you have to keep mm-hmm. doing it. Right. It's not like you had a mat leave and it ended and, oh, God, I have to go back to work. Yeah. It's like, no, I actually really like this. So, yeah. I, you know, th- yeah, it's challenging. There's mornings or you get frustrated or, you know, there was a couple times where she got sick and she would not stop vomiting. So we had to go to the hospital Aww. and you still have to get up the next morning because yeah. you yeah. have an audition or you oh had a commitment you can't get out of. Yeah. So I think you just – you figure it out. But – I don't care how tired you are, how cranky you are, all that stuff. When, you know, they do something cute. Like today she, for the mm-hmm. first time, stood on her own. And Whoa. normally she'll do that, but she'll kind of touch base with you to see if she's going to fall. But she stood there and me, <laughs> my parents, um, they were in town this week and they would play music and she would bounce. She's really Aww. rhythmic. Which, mm-hmm. or she takes, she has a lot of rhythm, which is great. But today was the first time you put on music and she starts bouncing on her own for about five seconds. And then she kind of went, oh crap and she like sits down Aww. but those you know so yeah. suddenly it doesn't matter adorable. how tired you are you're like yeah. that's cute that's yeah, cute it's adorable it's all worth it yeah, yeah. so yeah, I don't so know. you're in LA you're on the red carpet oh god yeah I <laughs> learned this was uh for all ladies I learned what a faha was a faha, faha. Yeah. yeah yeah you're like what? I have no idea <laughs> yeah okay he's like wait so I didn't know either but it's the ultimate it's a girdle slash spanks that's actually comfortable but they, because the, the, I still, I'd had a C-section and everything wasn't kind of back to where it should be. And so I was uncomfortable in this really beautiful dress and, you know, you, you don't have your body back yet and all of that. And so he got me this Faha, which is the, you have to lay down, you, you step into it and then you have <laughs> oh to lay gosh. down oh and my gosh. crank it closed. Wow. You have a team of people. There's two people it. that had to put you in it and wow. you crank it closed and there's a zipper to go to the washroom like it's it's unlike Spanx wow. where you have to like hold guys won't even understand but girls have to like hold it apart no this right. is a full on zipper <laughs> every guy every guy who's married knows if you're not like, married you're going, yeah. Yeah. but no it's a zipper um but it they measured my waist before and after and it took it down seven inches wow really? seven inches wow. in a matter so that's of that's a Hollywood secret it is and it's it gives you it lifts your butt it holds everything in it gives you a waistline so that but oh, can you breathe yes 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 you can that Has was Michael the biggest tried question. it on oh my god can you imagine my husband is so pretty his <laughs> <laughs> long lashes yeah. he'd be the ultimate drag queen oh it's so sweet <laughs> it's not his thing but he would totally be into it that's wow. so funny <laughs> yeah so it was a good experience though yeah, it was like, great it was great it was I'd never done a uh, big red carpet like that and you you just see what a business it is mm. and and everything right down to you know, if you're in the movie, you walk it at a certain time. If you weren't in it, but you're just there for publicity, you get to walk it before that. You have publicists pushing people out of the way, kindly, but they're assertive, man. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, it was cool to see the cast that I, I had worked with and only seen them, I guess, the year before for a few weeks. And uh, I'm, I've always been a big fan of Josh Lucas, so it was really cool to work with him and him and I got along great. But the mm. first thing he comes over, you know, to say hi and give me a hug and I – because him and I had been talking the year before 
on like the lunch break one day that I was trying to have a kid. And he was like, oh, that's awesome. You should. And he has a son and all this. So he went over to tell him, like, I just had a kid. He goes to hug me, hits my purse. My purse goes flying, oh explodes everywhere. Oh, no. And then he's trying to scramble to pick it up. And I was like, oh, see, it happens oh, to everybody. Oh, <laughs> so cute. Just like us. Just like you, right? Hilarious. Yeah, oh, just man. like, so funny. exactly. I actually, I was doing a, an interview and talking with a girlfriend of mine, um, Jen Knight. She's a voice actor. Cool. And I, I referenced you because I remember you, when we went hiking, you were telling me about how the publicists, like, literally will like push you in oh, yeah. in the in the picture right oh, yeah. so you're it, get in the photo you, oh you get gosh. that so my girlfriend's daughter was in Toy Story. She plays Harmony. She's Toy a voice actor. Yeah. So she cool. was with, you know, all the celebrities and they were going to the red carpet and they were getting put up and all that. So I was like, yeah. okay, you got, when you're you on the red carpet, you got to like push her in with the celebrities. And then oh my gosh. <laughs> Jen was like, okay, okay, okay. It is. It's a machine. But you, but I think that's what they're so good at in LA because mm-hmm. they, they understand the idea of this huge business. Right. Whereas in Canada, we can be a little bit more, um, a, not apologetic, but a, a little bit more easygoing. Mm-hmm. That's a better way to put it. Right. Because we don't have that star system or those crazy red carpets here mm-hmm. that it's normal down there. It's like you get your time, you walk your carpet, you get in the photos, you do all the – it's not even schmoozing. For them, it's basically tiny little business meetings. Oh, wow. And wow. then and then they – half of them don't even stay for the movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or See, they that would be my, like, my favorite part. Like, I can't wait. Well, to, I was to excited. Just yeah. watching everyone else watch you. Yeah. yeah. Cause Cause we, like, that's me. That's yeah, me. I'm right we, here. <laughs> totally. Because we had reached out to friends, um, Paul Campbell, who does a lot of Hallmark stuff. Him and his wife, Lori, were down there. And oh, they came with us. Paul and Paul, Lori. I met Paul, them at yeah. your party. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're cool. great. So they were down there and they came with us. And we were all excited to have popcorn and whatever when mm-hmm. you see, you know, but some of the celebrities, you know, like poor Chrissy Metz, no one left her alone the whole night. Like oh. it was a full working meeting for her for six hours. Wow. Because it didn't matter what she did or where she went. Everybody was just trying to talk Even to if she's her. just sitting there watching. She could, just, yeah. yeah. Wow. Everybody just nonstop. So you can see, I think, why some of them, you know, someone like Topher who he he did his due diligence. He showed up. He was sweet. He was polite. And he sat at the back. He watched the whole movie, and then he mm. left right after. He didn't go to okay. the after parties. But it, for him, it's like it's a business. Yeah, yeah. It's like I gotta go do this thing, and then I'm gonna go home. Yeah, gotta get up in the morning and yeah. get back on set or whatever. Yeah, because wow. exactly, it's really fascinating. And I know that people listening who have no idea what the acting world consists of, like you know, it's it's really interesting to hear the inside scoop on it. Yeah. Uh, what are some of your your favorite roles and? Things Ooh. that you've worked on. I mean, besides I, the first MTV one, right? <laughs> Which may, I don't know. Maybe that's still one of your favorites. But and do you want to dance in a in a in a role? Have you ever got to dance? Ah. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever danced on camera. Like I've <laughs> or been paid to dance. Right. This <laughs> conversation is going south. Real fast. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, I mean, I I would love to. I don't know that. I don't know where that would fit. I mean. Yeah, I mean, my overall dream would be doing like a one-woman Bette Midler style Ooh, big band show with wow. the singing and dancing and everything. It's on the bucket list. You should do that. I you will. It's on so the list. Yeah. I'm a little busy right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's on the you list. got a few got things going on. Go, yeah. But definitely I will. Um, I would love to, any kind of, yeah, anything with movement I love. I still teach Zumba. God. Yeah, <laughs> you do. I forgot. You still yes. teach? I squeeze one class in every on Saturday Saturdays. morning. Yes. Yes. In, at your studio? No, at uh, Good Life Fitness. Oh, I've been there awesome. for years. And they, cool. they're so cool about covering when I can't be there. Wow. I just I love I, that. Yeah, I just, I get such a kick out of it. And I, I love to dance. I love to move. So it's just my kind of, I don't know, it's my weekly brain dump. Self, I bet you'd be so much fun. You'd probably, you'd probably like inspiring everyone. Really fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Very high energy. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Honestly, never done a Zumba. 
Oh, it's great. I, I it's, like to move and stuff. Yeah, but, it's yeah. awesome. You should. You should go anytime. It's so fantastic. And it's so many people that don't move well and just want to get something off their shoulders or work out with not having a workout. So yeah, yeah. yeah, it's great. If you like any of that, basically, if you liked the halftime show with Shakira and Jennifer Lopez, Shakira basically just did Zumba the whole time. Seriously? <laughs> it's that. It's oh like, it's her hips and it's all Latin yeah. style stuff. But I always throw in a little extra, like, because not everyone likes Latin music. So I throw in, you know, a little hip hop and kind of change it up a bit. Okay, oh, you do, the, you do the song list too? Oh, yeah. You get to, for oh, Zumba, awesome. I mean, now we're doing an ad for Zumba. But basically, you get to do 70% <laughs> no, their content and 30% your own. So I make up stuff. Cool. cool. That's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. So back to your roles. <laughs> so, yeah, tell us about some of your favorite roles. Um, probably, let's see. One of my favorite would have definitely been my first big one, which was Chandra on Less Than Kind, because she was. She was all kinds of the right crazy. Like they mm. just, she was supposed to be this base, mm, sort of like the little villain of the show in a way where she she rubbed everyone the wrong way, but she loved her boyfriend who was one of the leads of the show. So they mm. kept her around because they had this tumultuous relationship. And the writers, because it was filmed in Winnipeg and, and it was the comedy with Mark McKinney and he was just so up for anything. When they found out that I had a little bit of a stunt background, they wrote her in as a stunt woman. So some of the things oh, wow. she would oh, wow. do, or she'd always be in different costumes, you yeah. know, she'd always be having a couple fight with her boyfriend wearing some ridiculous outfit because she was, had been the stunt girl in a show where an octopus had like been beating her up. So she's got in a cheerleader costume with, you know, these suction cup marks as she's screaming at her boyfriend oh, on goodness. set. Like it was a lot of fun. And they, cool. they made her very physical. So one time she was hiding in his bedroom and he comes in and she just pounces on him from behind to fight with him. Like it just got ridiculous in the best way. Yeah. And she spoke her mind. She never had a filter. So she would just tell someone off or tell them exactly what she was thinking. And the family hated her, but they kept bringing her back. It was yeah. great. So That's this, was awesome. a, this was a TV It was a TV series. series. Yeah, it was my cool. first. So when I was, so after all of that stuff happened that I got into the business, there was a, op, not so much an open call, but there was a call to just check out the local actors in Winnipeg because the show was coming to town. It was called mm. Less Than Kind. And Mark McKinney from Kids in the Hall was the showrunner. And I went in like everybody else and I thought, okay, well, I'll just, you know, have some fun thing. with it. And cool. she, this character was pretty crazy in the sense, or zany. I shouldn't say crazy. It's not a great word for ladies. Zany. <laughs> she was out there. She uh, she got really mad at her boyfriend and she, I brought in a Nerf gun and I shot oh, the reader awesome. with the Nerf gun. <laughs> I warned the reader because I knew her. But um, yeah, it just, and it all kind of lined up. And so I got to be on the show. It turned out to be four seasons. Wow. And we That's got so to, cool. Yeah, it got really well received uh, in Canada and uh, now I think it's on, what is it on? I don't know if it's Maybe Amazon online? or Hulu. It's available now somewhere in the stratosphere of online television. So I cool. I don't remember, but yeah. How cool. Have you ever played hockey in a role? No. That would be so cool. Like I if know. you were the coach <laughs> and then you had to go on and, you know, teach like something like that, like that's, someone's got to rate that. I, hey. You should rate that for to, Hallmark. There you go. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Done. They love it when you just tell them what to do. <laughs> But no, I know. I, I never have. I got to skate once, um, but all of it got cut out because of time-wise. They mm. didn't have a Aww. lot of t The characters all went skating and that was it. Oh. But yeah. My claim to fame was I was in, do you know the All-American Rejects? Yeah. The, the band? Yeah. I was in their music video. Um, Move Along. Move Along. Uh, and so I had a part like with the lead singer and yeah. I was so excited and they cut it out. Aw. 
So it was, yeah. So I was just like, so now you can see her. She pauses the frame. Guys, look. Yeah, you can see me for a second, but they didn't actually do the part. They didn't do the solo part. Right. But you should do on camera stuff. Oh, they can't see you over the microphone, but this woman is stunningly beautiful. Well, thank you, Lisa. I just, I don't know. It's, you're like, and deflect. And deflect. I'll ask you some (laughs) tips. Like, what would you, what tips would you give me then for starting out? And like, what what would, what tips would you give someone for starting out? I just find it's like so competitive. It is. It is. It is, but see, here's the thing. I don't like when people put down an industry or say like, oh, it's too hard to break mm-hmm. in because right. you broke into acting. Yeah. We broke into voiceover. It can be done. Well, so I would just say, I mean, be realistic. If it was any other business, mm-hmm. it would not happen overnight. That's true. It would require you to commit to, I mean, no dentist starts being a dentist going, if I don't have a full practice by June, I quit. Right. You know? Yeah. It takes time. And That's then you good. have good years, bad years. Um, I think educate yourself as much as possible, but with the right stuff, you see a lot of young, younger, I say young actors, meaning just that they're new to the business, not Mm -hmm. so much their age. Mm -hmm. You know, they think they need to read every book that every successful actor has ever read. That's not the way it works. I mean, you can, but realistically, what do you need to learn to do? If you want to be in the film business, there's basic things you need to do. You need to get into an acting class so you feel comfortable. You need to really be okay with looking at yourself and your footage and going, okay, this is where I fit because you are going to be a brand. Where do you fit in the mm, industry? Right. How are you going to sell yourself? Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to take a marketing class to kind of see from that angle as well. Um, you need to get an agent. You need to consistently work on, you know, whatever feedback you're getting. If that's training your voice, if that's, you know, physically, are you comfortable in your own skin? Do you need to work out more? Do you need to, mm. you know, there's all these things that you have to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like any business. You have to know that it's going to take a long time. 2% of the population makes all of the money in terms of acting. And it's. Yeah. I say to people, it's like if you owned your own business, you opened a store. Most people open the little corner store or they have, you know, somebody has Joe's Lighting or whatever. Those people are not on the Forbes 500 or top 50 or whatever those lists are. Mm-hmm. Right. That's 2%. Not You don't open the corner store expecting to be – like a department you know, store. The guy who owns Amazon. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a very small population, but they have worked their butts off to get there and it's not going to happen for everybody. Mm-hmm. The odd time someone will strike it big, like those, you know, somebody who invented something that just skyrocketed, that can like happen. I used to work with Evangeline Lilly. Yeah. Yeah, I used to work, I used to um, uh, like do promo work with her. We used to work for like Rock 101 and hand out like yeah. the Rock 101 balls and then like Literally, all of a sudden, like in a week, she's just like, yeah. Somehow famous. she ended. Gone. I don't even. I don't know the exact story, but mm-hmm. she ended up in an audition in L.A. in front of J.J. Abrams, mm. and she was the right person, right place, and that's great. But even then, you look at someone like her, and she's done some crazy cool things since then. But she keeps to herself, and mm-hmm. you know, she did Lost, and then she kind of not that she disappeared, but she definitely took some time off or yeah. stepped out. Yeah, and then now she's done bigger stuff again, but she's still not someone that you go, she's going to be invited to the Oscars every year. Right. Like yeah. Those people are hustling the amount of, um, so much work, the the work that goes into it and the, the team of people that are working with you. Like yeah. I think a really good example of someone who's done really well with marketing themselves. And, and that really is why they are extremely successful is Kristen Bell. Mm. She's very talented, but she also is very smart. You look at any of her social media and stuff, like she is a machine. Wow. The advertising, all of it, but it can't really stop mm. because that's what's it, – it's a machine that's now yeah. That's running. when you'll disappear. Yeah, or or you have to be okay with somebody else is going to keep doing it. And there's so much noise in the industry from all the other people that eventually you'll get drowned out. 
So it's, it's, I would say if you're serious about it, just know that it's a long-term goal and it is a business. And I just tell people, if you're going to Betty White this, meaning like look at her career, she's 97, 98, and you're starting out, you can be 10, you can be 30, 40, 50. That means you could still have another 40, 50 years, mm, you know? Right, right. So don't panic. It's not like it has to, everybody wants it and they want it now. Yeah. I think that was, you know, I, I just have to admit that I think I got jaded at a, at a young age, mm-hmm. um, like the 20 year old age when, you know, you're just going out for like the bikini roles and, yeah. and you know, everyone's telling you that you're never going to make it. And yeah. I think that really turned me off from doing on camera stuff because I mm-hmm. never felt like I was good enough and I never felt like there was any possibility because I just never got cast for anything. It was mm-hmm. just so frustrating. So that was my experience with it. But um, yeah. yeah, like I do agree with you. And and, and plus I was impatient. So, well, it, I think you know, I a, learned patience over the years. I think that's a big one too, is that people, like I said, they want now mm-hmm. and they want what they want. And sometimes the way you perceive yourself is not what other people perceive you as. Yeah. And and you have to be realistic. Like, like for example, if they're going to call me in for a film and there's the kind of part where there's the quirky, bubbly best friend or the super biatch. Like my branding, everyone should kind of know their branding. I go from one one side of it goes total bitches all the way to Jesus lovers. Meaning, in, <laughs> and that could be comedy or drama, but really intense, mean girl or super funny biatchy characters. Yeah. All the way over to like the super doe-eyed dum-dums or the like really sweetheart Jesus lovers. You know, I know my branding. Yeah. And then in the middle is, you know, crying widow, widow, Nickelodeon mom, all that stuff. I know where I fit. Wow. wow. But if you don't know that, yeah. you know, you might be going in going, well, why am I only be called in for this? Yeah. Well, because the casting looks at you and goes, damn, that girl's attractive. She would be perfect for this. Mm. So if you want them to see you differently, you almost have to shift if it's a different headshot, if yeah. it's, I had a girlfriend that chopped off her hair and suddenly doors flew open because wow. looking at her the way she was, she just was very soft and sweet. She did a hard angled uh, haircut, short, just around her like a bob and then dyed it dark. And suddenly it was like, whoa, she's totally a sci-fi vixen. You're like, wow. wait, what? That was like a hmm. week's difference. That's crazy. So I think, yeah, sometimes I think people get caught up in like, I'm not getting this versus, ooh, what hit are they getting off me and how do I adjust that, mm-hmm. you know? What, what's some really good advice that you've gotten that like someone told you that you were like, wow, I love this? Mm, probably the best advice I ever got was an actress named Wendell Meldrum and I was panicking slash perseverating over whether or not I should move to Vancouver as an actor. Mm. And she just said to me, let life make left turns for you. Mm. Like just go in one direction until something causes you to change course. But if you're, the time you're sitting and thinking about should I, should I, should I, just you could have, you know, gotten 12 feet ahead and already had three left turns that would have gotten Really good advice. Yeah. And I think that goes back to when I was a kid and like, just go for it, try it. And she Mm -hmm. was right. And you know that. And sometimes you just need someone else to go, just jump, man, learn to fly. That's really cool. Yeah. And so doing all the acting work and, and growing and expanding your brand, how did the the teaching and the production company kind of come into it? Was mm-hmm. it like, I'm going to diversify myself and keep myself relevant um, and keep the income flowing, you know, right. between gigs and stuff like that? Is that some kind of the thought that came up or you always wanted to start a production company mm-hmm. or always th- want to teach? Yeah, I think I always, well, the teaching thing has always come naturally. My mom was a teacher, still is a substitute teacher. She's retired. Um, My dad coached a lot of, you know, hockey and stuff like that. Uh, So from a young age, I'd always done that without thinking about it. I I taught hockey. I taught little kids musical theater. And when we came out here, I started coaching not because I wanted to, but because friends would say, hey, can you help me with an audition? And I Mm. love, I get really excited about auditioning, which I don't think 
a lot of people like it, but yeah. I, just something I gravitate to and I love doing it and I love helping other people do it. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of started that way. But I was really apprehensive about teaching acting full out because I would see so many other actors that you can tell, not all, but a lot will do it just for money. Mm. And there's something you can tell when someone's invested in you versus mm. someone's kind of watching the clock going like, okay, that's my phone bill. That's my, yeah. you know? Wow. Right. Um, so I really felt like I needed to earn my stripes and have the resume behind me before I went ahead and did it. And I think part of that's your only little, your own little insecurity where you, you don't want people to perceive you as greedy versus caring. Mm-hmm. So I waited until again, life made a left turn. Um, mm-hmm. I found I was pregnant. And so having people come to my house in my second bedroom was not going to be an option anymore. Right. And my husband, Michael, was the one that said where we live, people kept asking us, where do I send my kids or where do I take acting lessons? And I would say Vancouver, 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 right? because there's so many fantastic studios. But if they live an hour away, when you get traffic, that can be an hour and a half, mm-hmm. one way. It just takes yeah. up um, your whole day. Yeah, and then just, you have auditions on top of that. And, right, that's it. And so yeah. people, you know, we're, we're, and if I didn't have that service at my house anymore for people to tape, I, where do they go? So we just kind of jumped in. And within about six weeks from that conversation, we opened six or got weeks. the lease on wow. the studio. Yeah. That's and that amazing. Was, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, and then when it came to the, the, the starting a production company, we were approached by another woman about joining her, which we did. But it became very clear pretty quickly that I had, I just have that type of temperament where I know what I want. And so I'm okay being part of something as long as we're all on the same page. Mm. But the minute you start to realize that maybe, you know, people in any business are going in different directions, suddenly then it becomes too many cooks in the kitchen. Right. And we just went, I think we need to do this on our own. So we pulled out and opened, uh, we, um, pardon me, incorporated Coquitlam Pictures just yeah, on oh, our own. Wow. Yeah, we just kind of jump ship. <laughs> I love wow. it. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so. so it's still, I mean, we're still at the infancy stages, but we've, um, yeah, it's been amazing. Like the doors that have been open for us and the connections that we've been able to make. And then you just, you kind of get excited because let's be honest, I'm 38 years old. I'm a female. Um, you're in an industry that guarantees you nothing and at any point could completely go away based on tax credits. Mm-hmm. So to me, it made more sense to be, part of the people making stuff that mm-hmm. if it goes away, you go with it and you can make stuff other places. But in order to do that, you better educate yourselves because I see a lot of, again, back to actors, maybe just trying to make some money. I mm-hmm. do see a lot of people that will just jump in being like, I'm going to produce, I'm going to do this. Right. And my question is always, do you know what the people you're hiring to do things for you, do you know what they're doing? Mm. And if you don't, you better educate yourself. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, so it's it's been a, a slow climb, but uh I, I, based on my temperament, I just know that it's any, I call it the ah honey phase where you start something and people kind of look at you, you know, caringly, but go, ah honey, you know, and I just kind of go, wait five years. Yeah. Wait five years. (laughs) I feel like you are just like a book of knowledge with the business. Like, I feel like you should write a book on, on, you know, your, 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 your experiences and, and then having that mindset to be so open because- a lot of people would just be like tunnel vision, like I'm going to be famous and that's it, you know, yeah. but without. But also not knowing what they want. Yeah. Like, I yeah. Think I that love that, that you know what like you a, want. That's an ability, like a whatever, however you got that. That's, that's incredible. And that's yeah. so much behind it because then you just take the actions on that path. I don't know. I never really thought it. about that. And, and it also, um, 
I, I, I would f I would sense and the, the energy that I sense is that when you go into auditions, it's you're not that like desperate. Like I have to book this yeah. because you got so much other stuff going well, on. I you're think, yeah, I think that's part of it too, though, is that people get caught up in the I need this job, I need this job, mm -hmm. and people sense your energy. Like yeah. you know, yeah, especially in person auditions like that yeah. like, versus voice acting like like yeah. we do. Yeah. But even then, I think on some level, karma, all of that stuff yeah. is a real thing. And yeah. I think it gets put out there. Like if you're somebody yeah. who's, you're desperate for something, it never mm -hmm. comes to you. Because how many times do you hear about things like, oh, you know, I just gave up on this and then it happened. It's like, yeah, because you weren't trying to choke it to exactly. death. You were just yeah. taking like a people, breath. People trying to get pregnant, you hear that all the time. Yeah. As soon as they. Oh, I gave up. Yeah. Oh, boom, we're pregnant. Yeah. I mean, not that that happens for everybody, but right. yeah, right. like it's just, it's crazy. And in terms of knowing what I want, I th I still try to figure it out. I just I just have always known since I was little that I wanted to have my own company. I didn't know what it was. I didn't mm. know what it would look like. Mm. I mean, for a long time, I thought I was gonna be an athletic therapist. So I was like, oh, I'll have my own company. In that have area. your own. Like, so I don't know. I just I also am just that kind of person, and I'm sure you're the same. I just get bored if I'm not learning something. Mm. And then now that I have a kid, I'm like, how do you tell your kid to go work hard, learn, do this, go after go after what they want if you're yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. So do you write down your goals and do you have like, do um, you, cause you, Mike and I are like such geeks when it comes to, you know, the whole, um, visioning and yeah. vision boards and writing and goals and I stuff like that. I don't write it down, but I definitely talked, this is horrible. I talk to myself a lot about it when no one's home <laughs> yeah. or in the car. Like out loud? Yeah, totally. Oh, cool. Like I'll map it out and be like, okay, so we're starting with this. And then my overall goal is to get like, I'll, I'll vocalize it all It's like time. journaling. But out loud. I, yeah, because yeah. I'm and I wish I had better handwriting. I developed my father's handwriting. My mom has beautiful penmanship. Uh, my sister got that. And so <laughs> I if I try to write, and maybe other people do this where you write, but it's almost like your hand is writing so fast that it's just scribblies. Like it doesn't even look like anything nice. And if you try to slow down, your brain won't keep up with it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, Amen. right? So yeah, like it's just people like, say, Oh, it's try to read it back. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a doctor. Uh... You're like, what is that? Michael, my Michael will go. Lisa, don't leave me any notes because I'll leave him notes. And then he's like, what the hell did you really can't <laughs> yeah, read it? No. It's the voice note. No, exactly. Note. And then I'll voice text and it gives all the wrong things. So I'm like, forget <laughs> it. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So you have a charity or is it your charity? It's not my personal charity. Okay, it's not your, it's not your <laughs> charity. Wouldn't that be amazing? I work with a charity. Okay, so tell yeah. us about your hockey for hires. It's the perfect. Hockey helps the homeless. Oh, hockey helps the homeless. What you wrote this down wrong, I, Amanda? See, I can't write. I don't have the penmanship or the typing ship. It's all good. <laughs> Drinking at breakfast is a common thing for all of us. <laughs> hockey helps the homeless. Ho hockey helps the homeless. Okay, yeah. so tell us about hockey helps the homeless. I got involved with hockey helps the homeless three or four years ago. Um, they were looking for someone to host their uh, the dinner that they have after the event. So, and as soon as I found out about it, I was like, this is a no brainer. It was a company or a, a nonprofit organization that was started 10 years ago. And the idea was that they would hold these hockey tournaments, one-day tournaments across Canada, and the, all the money raised would go into the local community to help with homelessness. And so that's a huge problem in Vancouver. I mean, you see it if you mm, drive downtown. Right. You, know, you see it all the time. And then now with the housing prices, people who, you know, maybe back home in Winnipeg would not be homeless or suddenly homeless here because mm -hmm. they can't afford anything. Right. They get phased out by rent evictions. Uh, but it's uh, each tournament is just one day and they bring in, in here they do the Canucks alumni, but it's NHL alumni players. Cool. So they will play one, one or two members are on each team. So for the men, I think they have, I want to say 16 teams. And for the women, they have eight teams and they mm. sell out every year. Wow. And so each person is, is, has to fundraise. 
the top fundraiser. I think he's done something like forty or fifty thousand a year. He's fantastic. Wow. His name's Gord. Uh, but they take, for example, uh, this year they had, it was kind of cool because I got to meet the Sedins this year because they were there. Oh, fun. Yeah. Nice. Do you have a photo with them? I didn't. No, oh. I felt kind of dorky. You look, hey, can I take your photo? Oh. So silly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they, they raise all this money, they play this tournament, and then they have this awesome dinner in the evening. And so I've hosted for the last four years. And you're the MC, right? Yeah. Oh, cool. Last three or four years. Uh, so do you write the script for the the, the show? And- well, they give me an outline and then I kind of just talk it through. And you know, it's, it's, I, I like talking to people, so it's not super hard to do, but. How do you add in like the, the funny stuff? Like, cause you're just naturally. It just, it just happens. Like you're last lucky. year they've had some drinks and they weren't really listening and I was pregnant. <laughs> I, I was pregnant and I got up on the chair and I was like, I'm a pregnant woman on a chair trying to get your attention. Oh, geez. Shut up. And they'll start, like, I mean, you can be a little bit more cheeky with them cause it's right. all the hockey crowd. Yeah. But, um, for example, one of the things they did was this, um, last year, and it's so simple, but at the same time, it's so effective. They took all the money that was raised, and I, I believe, I mean, you'd have to double check the numbers, but we're talking, they're upwards of something like $10 million that they've put into different communities throughout the whole, you know, like this year alone, wow. I think they were up to 600000 just for Vancouver with this one tournament. Wow. So yeah, it, it's insane. Doing good things. It's very good things. But last year, they opened up a, a site in Vancouver where people who have nothing and are homeless can go and get one of those big storage bins that you know, we would go, well, we'll go buy it at Home Depot for 30 bucks or whatever. Right. It's the only place they can store their stuff safely because they don't have lockers. They don't have a home to put their keepsakes. Mm. So it's a, it's a place that they go, they sign in, they get a number put their stuff. and they can go, you know, whether it's just as simple as where do I put my birth certificate or where do I put, if they even have that kind of stuff. Oh my gosh. Because they sleep on the ground and people steal everything. That's and crazy. it gets ruined. It's so crazy. It, it's so simple, but it's so impactful to the people that do it or gets soaked in rain and destroyed exactly yeah but but theft is a big problem for them Mm -hmm. like and i never thought about that Mm -hmm. you see them with all the stuff you know even people who are just full out sleeping on the street where do people steal stuff from Mm -hmm. you all the time and they steal from each other because they don't have anything Mm -hmm. so just little things like that or you know um Mm -hmm. or they provide vehicles to some of the places that deliver food but it's all stuff that you when you think about it, it's so heartbreaking yeah Mm -hmm. that initially it was we just need someone to emcee this and a friend of a friend went, I know a girl who's an actor who plays hockey. Like, this might really be work a good well. fit. And it's just, I absolutely adore all of them. The The Canucks alumni have been fantastic. And then, you know, it's it's a, something I look forward to every year now. Have you ever played in the tournaments? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, the girls' teams, it's cool. We get an Olympian. So we've, wow. uh, the year of the Olympics, we weren't allowed to have the Olympian. Of course. Um, <laughs> so we had ex-Olympians. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the teams, they all get a, a female this year. Is it Jana Hufford? I didn't play this year. I couldn't play this year. And last year I was pregnant. But the first two right. years I played. I'll play again next year. And when is it? What month is it? November. November. End okay. Of November. Cool. Normally it's the last Friday in November. Oh, it's exciting. I honestly mm-hmm. think I've I've seen the ads for you it. You should play. I do some drop-ins. Yeah, I'd oh love to. Oh my God, to. it's so fun. I'll tell Michael to hook you up next yes, year. Yes, please. It's so fun. I just, so fun. I find it so fascinating that you play hockey. I, I love that. I mean, I know a lot of girls play hockey and I grew yeah. up playing sports and I was a tomboy, but it's just like that perfect balance of that like rough and tumble, but you know, you're so like pretty and you know, just and composed and, and smart. And yeah. you know, it's just like, oh, this is, I love that. Uh, to me, I love that combination. Cool. That, that's the kind of girl that I, yeah, you know, I jive with because <laughs> I'm the same. But uh, speaking of getting nervous, or you know, the, with the Sedines, you don't want to take a picture. But you yeah. know, we, I'd, I'd love to take a picture with the Sedines. That would be cool. They're so tiny now because they they <laughs> run. Oh, really? Well, they run marathons now. Oh, oh, like skinny. Yeah, like even if you caught, I don't know. If anyone caught, probably not if you're not from Canada, but uh, 
the Vancouver Canucks, the tribute they did last night to the Sudines, and they lifted their jerseys into the rafters. Mm. And you saw these players that don't play anymore, like Kevin Bieksa, and they're all so lean because they don't hit the weights as hard. Mm -hmm. And so the Sudines, I was shocked how tiny because they run marathons now. Wow. So they're very, very fit. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. You're just used to seeing these big hockey guys. And you're like, right. Where'd your shoulders go? Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Our, very petite. Our good friend works for the Canucks. Oh, cool. Yeah. So he uh, he's with them all the time. But um, cool. shout out to Colin. Colin Whiteside. <laughs> he's he's the captain of our softball team. Yes. There you go. You guys play softball? Spring. I didn't know yeah. that. Love it. Just started. Like, well, I, I grew up playing. And speaking of, you know, tomboy playing sports, I mean, ball is my favorite played first, first base basement, it was yeah. it's my thing and so you're I, aggressive oh yeah like that's terrifying to me <laughs> but hockey i, I feel hockey like uh, no like, one throws a ball at my face oh that's first base for you yeah they whip I, it I to love your it. face I love every it. time yeah i'm, no I'm there you. i'm ready for it it's my favorite i played shortstop that oh, was see shortstop is like i couldn't play shortstop because like i throw the ball too crazy so oh. i'm like i'm just gonna be on first and i'm gonna right. get that ball but okay, fair enough fair yeah enough. but shortstop that's the admirable one like that's the always i mean well i just knew people always talked about the shortstop i didn't know what position to pick yeah so like what do you want to be i was like shortstop, shortstop oh, yeah or rover which is just the opposite side of shortstop <laughs> <laughs> yeah rover is like the new person that's never totally. played ball <laughs> so guess where they put me rover oh. <laughs> they put me out in like in the far, I think it's a right field because yeah. most people are yeah. right-handed. They hit Hilarious. it left. So they're like, okay, new guy, you're going out there where yeah. the ball doesn't go. Hilarious. Didn't, didn't one go over your head like a oh, couple yeah. times? Yeah. 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 But I, mean, I started getting fine. better at hitting though. Yeah, he's Perfect. amazing. He's amazing. I went from not even be able to. Because like, he never played ball before. Right. And then he. But I play hockey. So I yeah. have the good, you know, hand. Eye coordination. Coordination. Mm-hmm. But it was just the technique because I was always holding my hands so low and. Just got a couple pointers and I was smacking them out it's, of the park. I always think that. though hockey players are good athletes because there's some kind of an ego with most hockey players where you can't, you refuse to be bad at things. And I don't know what it is, mm. but my experience with people who play hockey, it's like, it's it's like you're supposed to know how to golf and play ball and all that right. stuff. So oh. if you're bad at it, you're like, I shall not be bad at this. And you just got to do it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you've worked with big names. Do you get mm-hmm. embarrassed? Like, not embarrassed. Shy. Sometimes I don't know how to talk. Do you get That's shy? Okay. Back Nervous. to that funny shy. part. We'll jump back to that funny part if you have tips to make her more funny. She's we'll jump hilarious. Back to I she, don't I'm awkward. I'm awkward. <laughs> she told me once. She, but there's humor she in wants, being awkward. Right. She yeah. she told me she wants to be more funny. Right. I used to be funny when I was young. You I don't are I, funny. I don't want to get into this because it's, it's so <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> Okay, that's why I asked the question. I yeah. love it. I'm not I like it. I'm. I'm awkward. Right? Oh, in but, high school, I did stand up comedy. Like I, Whoa. I, yeah, yeah. I was really into it, and I. So here's a question: Why do you think you're not funny? Who told I, you you're not funny? I think just over the years, and like, like maybe just having so much trauma in my life, I just right. like started to like shut down, shut down, shut down. Yeah. So it's just. Or like your only my... audience is now four and seven right. for the majority yeah. of the day. See, they think I'm funny. Yeah, yeah. They, the... they think I'm funny. So if they think I'm funny, the that's kids all are I need. intuitive. Therefore, you are funny. Yeah, because kids you. don't lie. Thank you. But kids I love don't. I love they the don't. wittiness, like the yeah. you know, I, like I wish I could be quick uh, like you. Do you do writing? I don't, but I should. You should write. I, my friends are always bugging me to write because I I have the most ridiculous things that happen to me. That my one girlfriend Ashley Alexander, um, she'll just say to me, "God, you got to write that down. Like it only happens to you." I'm like, I know. And I the, I should. <laughs> you should have a like a show based on you. Oh god! Ah. Like and you write I, it. You have and, the production company. Yeah. Oh my god! That would be cool, guys. Shop but, it. Okay, ah. hanging out with like <laughs> Allison Sweeney and yeah. Topher Grace and yeah. the guy from Kids in the Hall. Yeah. Uh, what's it like? And uh, you know, is it 
nerve wracking or is it just like you're just one of them when, when you're on set? Because um, you and Allison are friends. And yeah, totally. Uh, I would be like scared if she walked in right well, now. I, <laughs> but I think the, the it's demystified when you meet them because right. it's only if you don't meet them and you only see them on TV, it's, it's an odd – well, same with, you know, if you hear someone on the radio. Like it's an odd – feeling to think you know somebody but you don't know and then you kind of fill in the blanks what you think they might be like so then if you meet them they don't really ever live up to what you in your brain thought right so when you're working with someone I just treat it like you're working with somebody Mm -hmm. they've just done it longer there's really no difference like they're getting the same script and doing the same lines they just have more confidence I think with acting the more you do it it's kind of a snowball effect where you pick up confidence as you as you keep going Mm -hmm. because you know you you have 30 40 50 years under your belt versus somebody that might be new at it um, I definitely with certain people, you take a little breath before you get into the makeup trailer because you go, oh, this is so-and-so. But most of those people that have been working this long and are that successful, they're there because they are good to other people. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you know, I've, I've worked with people that are really crappy to work with. And to be honest, one of them, I haven't heard about her in years, but it's because she wasn't nice to people. Right. You know, and then you hear stories about, um, somebody like... George Clooney working in Vancouver, staying outside the entire time, even when it was raining, he, because he thought it would be smarter to be around the background performers that he's going to work with because he doesn't know them. And, you know, wow. so, um, yeah, I think my experience is I've never kept a friendship that wasn't genuine. I have no interest in trying to make friends with celebrities that doesn't do anything because mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're busy. They have lives. They're not mm-hmm. going to think about it when you work with anybody or meet anybody you can say yeah I'll keep in touch but the chances that that will happen is very low because we're all really busy you got kids Mm -hmm. you got work life whatever so if somebody is willing to keep in touch with you it's has to be a good relationship Mm -hmm. friendship yeah so someone like Allison you know she's a sweetheart and because we worked together on five murder she bakes and then we did another show together two shows together um it's just a genuine friendship. So mm-hmm. we might not talk for a while and then if I'm in LA, I'll message her or vice versa. Like, you know, they're just people. Yeah. They have the same problems that we do. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, the car that won't start or, you know, does this, what is this line? Like one day she was on set and she's like, oh my God, I don't understand why I'm saying this line. What is going on? Mm-hmm. So I sat down and we talked about it. And then she's like, did you just give me an acting lesson? <laughs> I said, not intentionally. She's like, I love it. Thank you. And oh, I was like, hey, great. So cool. <laughs> First split second, I'm like, oh God. Um, but no, I think the coolest Advice, back to advice and kind of blend, blending this all together with what you're saying. Dennis Haysbert, he is the guy. He's on all those Allstate commercials. He's this big black man with his deep voice. Um, I worked with him in Breakthrough and we were talking oh. and I don't know how it came up, but he just said to me, he's like, don't let other people intimidate you because that's 90% of people who don't succeed. That's their problem is they let somebody or something intimidate them and then their entire world becomes fear-based around that and oh. then they just don't move forward. He's like, look, you're here with all of us. You should be. You're, we're all doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, if you're intimidated, then that's the only reason you would stand out, not because you shouldn't be here. That just like totally gave me I know. goosebumps. Yeah. I, was like, I just was like, Dennis, can you just talk to me all day? Because <laughs> <laughs> his voice is, if you don't know who he is, look him up. He's just, oh, his voice is just super low and amazing. So. Wow. That's <laughs> That's but that's an true. incredible incredible point for for any for aspect life. of your yeah. life. Yeah, you know? intimidate and intimidation is completely self sabotage. Like there's not mm-hmm. a single human that's out to intimidate you. Everyone's so busy trying to do their own thing. No one's going mm-hmm. like oh, I'm going to make Amanda feel this small. They don't. It just mm-hmm. doesn't. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I think that's. Do you do you read any books? Like do you, do you like to read? I love to read. My problem is I feel like I I lose. <laughs> 
This is horrible. I lose interest quickly, so it'll take me a long time to get through a novel because, A, you don't have a lot of time. And so mm. when you do, it might be like when you're on a plane or something, and if you don't get through the whole book. Mm. I've, I've picked up the same book over and over again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the odd time, I'll get through one and, and then be excited about it. So right now, my sister just gave me a book um, about a week ago, two weeks ago. So I and, – and the sad part is I couldn't even tell you what it is. <laughs> She's like, you got to read this. I'm like, okay, great. It's on my bedside. Yeah. So I'm like – have to get through this one within the month. Have yeah. to do it. But yes, I do love to read if it's yeah. a script, but book-wise, I right. struggle to get through them. But when I do, I'm, then I want to tell everyone. Like it's a first – Right. Like no one's ever read before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you got to read this yeah, one. Yeah, you get so passionate. Yeah. Um, so it's funny because we we read and listen to like self-help books oh, nice. and stuff like nice, all nice. the time. So yeah. when you were saying that, it reminded me of Brene Brown. Do you okay, know? I just watched her documentary. Oh, you did on Netflix? Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. And, and that is that self-sabotage and, and not even like related to acting, but just like life in general, like us starting this podcast or um, I started doing meditations on Insight Timer, like just... And, and this is part of what our podcast is about is like trying to inspire people and get people to like, you know, go for their, totally. their dreams and trust themselves. And, and and trust themselves yeah. And, uh, but yeah, that's just, it's so cool. Cause that's not just the acting world to, you know, push through what's intimidating totally. you. Totally. It is such a personal thing though, that even with voice acting, acting, mm-hmm. um, that authenticity needs to come out. And if you're putting on a bit of a story, so you have to learn how to, you know, be your authentic self. Yeah. Right. And it's. It can be very humbling sometimes if, if you've found out that you have been putting on a front or you do have a belief that is limiting yeah. or something. It, it's, it forces you to do the self-work yeah. to be authentic enough to well, get those roles. Yeah, I think – well, I think with – and it's the same with voice stuff. Any kind of acting, you can't be a good actor unless you're willing to look at yourself and mm-hmm. kind of your behavior because it will – exactly that. It will limit it if you're not – if you're not aware or if you're not willing to acknowledge maybe mm-hmm. what you are right. – what you consider your limitations. I always say to kids or adults like when we're coaching – you're an onion and we're just going to peel the layers. And sometimes the layers will be super cool and some of them you won't necessarily like or you mm-hmm. won't realize we're a thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's not my job to fix you. It's not therapy. Yeah. Right. But but whether or not you will feel comfortable. For example, if you're someone who doesn't think you're sexy, that's a big thing with women. Well, I, mm-hmm. I'm not a sexy character. Well, why? Mm-hmm. Who told you that? Mm-hmm. Right? If you just yeah. own it. No, yeah. yeah. But but some women that naturally – is a mm-hmm. thing, but then they'll say, "Oh, I'm not funny," and you're mm-hmm. like, "No, but you are. You are. We yeah, all can I do own that. Yeah, we, <laughs> right. We all are. So, um, it's if if you think you're not a certain thing, that will mm-hmm. limit you, perhaps going out or booking those things because you've told yourself you're not yeah. this thing. And you're putting that energy. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just what you, people will get off you. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm not that. Like I'm not that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then yeah, you're not thing, that. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I'm a very nervous actor. I've never, like, this has never been an interest of mine, but I have tried little things along the way. Yeah. And I just, it's one of those things where it's just like, it totally is a reflection of my inner world. Yeah. I was just like, like, why would anyone want to watch me or listen well, to me? Well, that's it, or... right? It's like, well, mm-hmm. I'm not interesting enough. Yeah. Sure you are. But what There's about... only one of you. Yeah. yeah. That's true. So I keep interrupting. But that's what about okay. those, like, fake people, like, in in acting, I think that was part of the you know, resentment, res- like the the part that I was resisting in in the in my early days too is just yeah. those people that you go you know you're going to auditions and it's just they're just not real and you're just like you shaken yeah like do you do you come across a lot of that or it seems like once you get to your level and you're like on set you got to be real or you're not even there. Well, I think I mean part of that too. I think people get into the creative world for whatever reason. I think sometimes the creative world can be mistaken for therapy 
Mm. And so I think, especially when you're young and you're starting out, everyone has a different reason as to why they quote unquote want to be seen or need to be seen. And so a lot of those people do get flushed out or they learn a lot. Like for me, I probably started off a little fake because I didn't know what I was doing and I kind of stumbled into it. But as you learn and grow and and really look at yourself, I think you kind of smooth that out a bit. Mm. And so those people become less and less. Um, And you're right. I think on set, like eventually those people do get weeded out Mm. in, in terms of they won't work. Or if they do, nobody really wants to work with them again. Yeah. But like any business, there's always going to be people that you're going, how the heck did you get this job? Right. It's not my job to be their buddy or not. I just have to make this work because I'm getting paid to make this work. Right. That's your job. Yeah, I think, but definitely, and even it's an age thing too. I look at the women in Vancouver, especially that I work with or that I audition with in, in the industry and nobody's there because it's an accident anymore. Like you've made a really tough or very strong choices to either have a side business to support yourself or, you know, maybe one of your spouse or whatever, one of you works so that you can do this. So they've made a lot of choices to be there. So they're very humble. Mm, I think I when you're that. younger, it's that's, you get the more yeah. attitude, but they get weeded out. Yeah. You see it all the time. But or they yeah. change. Yeah. Well, I had an experience and it wasn't mean at all, but I had an experience where I was going to a callback and a girl went through the door before me and it was, you needed a buzzer code because it was, it was a later call, later audition time. And the door locked. She went in and she purposely closed it behind her. Mm. And I could tell she closed it. And so I knocked on the window and she just looked at me and she ignored me, like turned away and got into the elevator. Really? And I realized right away, I didn't know who she was. And I was like, oh, she doesn't, she's young. She doesn't realize that this isn't going to help her. So I got upstairs and we're sitting there and it's a whole bunch of people that I recognize. And she, I think was more of the younger wild card for this character. Mm. And so I waited till she went in, she came out and I just pulled her side and I was really nice about it. But I just said, we don't do that here. Mm. The advice I was given years ago by an amazing actress in Vancouver, Chayla Horsdale, who just was on Man in the High Castle, she just wrapped up that series, mm. um, was that we support each other and we take mm. care of each other. Mm. So I said to her, are you locking the door and, and hoping, I'm not sure if you wanted me to be late or what the deal was, but we don't do that here. Mm. And one of the other actresses overheard and she's like, oh, what happened? And I didn't want to embarrass her, so I didn't. I said, "Oh, it's okay." And the girl said, "Oh, I locked the door behind." And all of a sudden, the other actress goes, "Oh, wow. oh we don't do that here." Like you know, so yeah. you just have to you just have to take it that some people ages don't know, or they're just insecure themselves, or they mm. but they do grow out of it, or somebody yeah. will smack it out. <laughs> well, uh, funny, uh, Tr- Trace and I were at an audition the other day, and uh, we were going to the same place that this man was going, and this man, like I guess Trace and I were walking too slow. He just like booked it around us. And, and got to the sign-in table before us. But yeah. it was ridiculous. Like, just, you know. I yeah. Because mean, he I clearly mean, that noticed any... you and then ran by. Right? Yeah. yeah. But here's the thing with the sign-in thing is people who don't know, the only reason there's a sign-in sheet, if you have no idea of the business, is so that the union knows enough people were called in. So they're not going off of that when they're mm. calling you into the room. Right. They have a list already. <laughs> it doesn't matter. If yeah. they're late, they already know. Yeah. And they're probably okay with it because it's not going to – Take yeah. any, you know, extra time for them. They probably just brought someone else in. So right. don't, don't panic. Yeah. Arrive alive and don't worry about yeah. it. And then, I mean, and that's, that's life. That's any business yeah. industry. What are you most proud of um, in, in life and- Her life, my daughter, life, of course. for sure. <laughs> um, career-wise, I don't know. Uh, wow. Probably one of the coolest moments that I look back and go, that was a pretty big day was when I was 20, what was I, 21, 22? I went to an open call for Shall We Dance, which was a dance movie with Jennifer Lopez. 
Yeah. It came to Winnipeg because of the SARS epidemic in Toronto. <laughs> wow. And um, it wasn't even supposed to be there. And I had, had just been taking dance for a year or two. And and again, not really knowing what I was going to, my friend Mark Devine and I went, which P.S., amazing singer, look him up, Mark Devine. Mark Devine. Uh, amazing singer. He, Him and I went and we just went, we're just going to dress the part. And we did. It was We dressed as if like – and I'm sure it was not politically correct, but I like as if I was a Latino girl and I curled my hair and like huge, like this huge poofy skirt and just went full out. And we went to this open dance call and we spent six hours doing this crazy routine that I I don't even know how we did it because we were brand new. And we were there with like the people who were teaching us at that studio. And long story short, at the end of the day, I was still there and we booked it. And I got to do four Whoa. days on Shelby Dance as a dancer with wow. people from like the Royal Winnipeg Ballet. And I think it was just, again, because I was fearless and just had fun with it. I wasn't there to actually get – I didn't even know what it was I was auditioning for. I didn't <laughs> understand. So when they yeah. called, they're like, oh, you're going to work these four days. And it was with Stanley Tucci and Richard Gere. And it was Jennifer Lopez's movie. And she came and, like, okayed all the choreography. And it was when she was going through that breakup with Ben Affleck. And she had this big pink ring on. And you're just like, it's Jennifer Lopez. Oh, my god! <laughs> so that was a pretty cool moment when I was like, my God, how did I get here? Wow. And in that same movie, by way of, of now getting into the stunt work, I ended up getting called out on the last day of Shall We Dance to drive for Susan Sarandon. I never actually had to do anything because she wanted to do her own driving, mm. but I sat for 12 hours and watched them do this driving. And then it was Richard Gere's birthday. So at the end of the day, they had a birthday party. So I'm having like birthday drinks with Richard Gere and Susan Sir. Like this this movie in general wow. turned out to be crazy and it's not something I could have ever planned, but it all started with A, going to the silly audition, thinking I'm just going to like a costume party, mm-hmm. and then B, because I was willing to try the stunt thing that, that I was convinced to do. Yeah. So that wow. was – those were two pretty epic moments. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Who's going to figure out that I shouldn't be here? Like this is wow. crazy. So uh, like part of your – um, you know, your character and, and what you do and your success is just, A, like not being afraid to try and yeah. and just going for it anyway. I, and, and, and to just be clear, I still want to vomit when I do it. Like I still go, <laughs> what am I doing? But but my my mom always said to me, don't, don't say no to an open door. Like mm-hmm. within reason, be smart. But right. if there's an, like go through, man, see where it goes. Mm-hmm. You can always turn and walk out, but if you don't go through, you'll always wonder like what was on the other side of that. So it kind of just stuck with me. And maybe that's where it comes from my mom. I don't know, but it, I just, since that I was quote, little. It's pretty weighty. You yeah. say that yeah. quote again? Uh, <laughs> don't ever say no to an open door because you can always turn and walk out, but you, you'll always wonder what was on the other side. I love that. That's her thing. My mom's a pretty smart lady. I dig that. Yeah. I, I, I think you're probably the easiest person I've ever talked to <laughs> because it's, it's like an hour and five minutes. And, yeah. and usually I'm like, okay, we're at 40 minutes. Okay, we've oh got God. some more questions. Let's, we have a dog or a cat. Where are we? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, like we could cool. talk to you forever. Sure. Well, but, yeah. Are you good? Do you, do you feel like you have any Oh, uh, you know what? I think, I think it's been amazing so far. I was yeah. going to ask you about if you had any daily habits Ooh, to, to uh, kind of keep you in the headset. I always get expansion. up early. I okay. always get up early. I'm not, a, I don't like to stay up late, but again, my mom, my mom's like a guru now that I'm talking about <laughs> her. She was always a big advocate of the only time people leave you alone is in the morning. I know. The rest of the day, even in the evening, like especially as a mom, oh, mm-hmm. you have to bake cookies for your kids for school tomorrow, whatever. You know, you got to clean up the kitchen, whatever. Um, and that's all people, not just <laughs> Two moms. Two things I don't do. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to make it sound like I'm assuming all moms have to clean the kitchen, but right. yeah. you know what I mean? So she would always get up if we had to leave 
if we were getting up at seven, she got up at six and she always had coffee and read the paper. Love so it. for myself, mm. I always get up early and I have a cup of coffee and I watch the news and that's nice. it. Cause I just think that's the only time that's to set yourself. my day that's right. your time. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. wonderful. That's like, me. and what else? Daily habit is that like your main thing, and then you just see where the day goes after that. Um, Structure your days the day before or anything like that. Um, I definitely keep everything in in the calendar. I, I'm a big advocate of. I have to have everything mapped out because if not, I forget. So written down or on your iPhone? Both. Yeah, nice. I double it because if the phone goes dead, then you're pooched. And I've right. had that before. We were like, oh my god. Um, oh god, what else do I do? I definitely. Uh, okay, so definitely get up, have coffee. Glasses of wine, long day. baths. <laughs> I'm not a big drinker. Yeah. I, I I like, when I like to drink, I like to cut loose and have some fun. And I know that about myself. So I make sure that I'm um careful not to, I don't know, the whole mommy and wine thing. Lots mm-hmm. of my girlfriends do it. Mm-hmm. I just find that I get sleepy. And then right. I'm, I'm. And you still got to be a mom. <laughs> I still, and then I'm a totally ineffective mom. We're like, mommy needs a nap. Uh, I'm a big tooth flosser, I believe, in flossing your teeth every day. Nice. <laughs> Us too? I don't know. I think just the whole starting off your day with really thinking about, it sounds so cheesy and I know a lot of the guru people like Tony Robbins and stuff talk about it, but it's true. If you're starting off your day in a bad mood, like change it, Hmm. change it. Like, you know, talk to yourself or whatever you need to do because nobody gets up to ruin your day. So why would you get up to potentially ruin someone else's? Or even your own. Yeah. I think that's a big thing. Uh, I also, little things like, you know, like Michael or I, we don't ever leave the house with saying, I love you. Making mm. eye contact because I think, you know, that's a big thing too, how you mm. connect as a couple because we are so, I don't want to say codependent, but we are very much a, a team. Mm-hmm. So that's important. Calling, that's... trying and call my parents every day. Just little things. I don't know that I have big yeah. plans per se every day, but. I love that. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I don't know. <laughs> Lisa, it's. I, I it's been wonderful talking to you and we'll uh, have to have you back in yeah. and talk about Anytime. some more stuff. I want to yeah. talk about you and Michael and yeah, we working have Michael. with your husband. Oh, Michael oh, that yeah. time. Okay. I didn't know where you were going with that. But, uh, <laughs> I was like, ooh, okay. What uh, where <laughs> where can people find you and yeah. yes and, uh, and learn from you at your studio? Uh tricitiesfilmstudio.com. Uh that's the film studio. And then the production company is Coquitlam Pictures, which is the website isn't finished yet, so it's technically still under Tri Cities Film Studio. So cool. Uh, yeah, and then I I have a website myself, but I, I hate to say it, I don't really update it anymore because there's social media and stuff. So probably right. just the easiest is all of my social media is just the Lisa Deru, but it looks like Derupt, so the Lisa Because <laughs> there's a woman in France named Lisa Deru, because it's. It's a crazy, I'll end on a crazy story. Again, things that only happened to me. So my grandparents, my dad's dad, was an affair baby between a doctor and a nurse years ago. So when the nurse found out she was pregnant and the doctor was like, I'm out of here because this was 1925, um, she had the baby and then just gave him to the Daru family who lived on a farm with nine other, ten other kids and never came back. So um, our last name is Daru with the silent PT because it's French, Daru which originates from France um, and all of this stuff. But I, my last name should have been Scott, which would have been so much easier. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so when I try to explain to people, Daru, the silent so PT. So the doctor was Scott? Yeah, Dr. Wow. Scott. I don't wow. know whatever happened to him or what oh his lineage is. But but that's the most common name in the world. So you can't even like find. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So it's pretty crazy. So you, wow. you can speak French too? 
Oui, je parle français. Oh, man. Oh, That's God. another episode. Oh. So sh- we can text you when we have French pronunciations and scripts. And well, I'm a little, I haven't really practiced it in a long time. Yeah. So sh- it just sounds fancy. Oui, yeah. Je parle français. I can sound French. Je peux être Oui, there you go. There you go. Yeah, no, I do, but I do understand it very well. And I That's speak amazing. it. That's amazing. A little rusty, but for stuff when they need me to speak it, I can definitely freshen up. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, cool. Lisa. You're Thank welcome. you for coming in. We will yeah. have you in again <laughs> if you'll come back. Always. Yeah. Come on. Always. High five. Okay. Deal. Boom. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye.